0: up the official podcast of the cars tour is on the air presented by solid rock carrier the cars tour the premier late model stock series short track racing at its very best stickered up will feature a-list guests the hottest topics race previews recaps the good the bad Ugly. It happens on the cars tour. Stickered up is chewish on, on it. Here's your host, Steve Dunn.
1: And welcome back into another edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. who are scheduled to take the green flag this Friday night at A Speedway, the Pierre Tank Lines 225. Mother Nature will act with Hurricane Ian, an imminent danger this coming weekend for the Carolinas. A Speedway and the Cars Tour have elected to postpone this weekend's festivities. They are rescheduled for next Friday, October the 7th. So we'll preview next weekend's Pereer Tank Lines 225 in next week's edition of the Stickered Up podcast. Do want to look back at this past weekend, not necessarily a Cars Tour weekend. Nonetheless, we had the Cars Tour Stars in Martinsville, Virginia for the Valley Star Credit Union 300. This past Saturday night, $32,000 to the winner, NASCAR's biggest late-model stock car race. Cars Tour driver didn't win. That honor went to Peyton Sellers, the national championship runner-up. Peyton Sellers wins his first Valley Star Credit Union 300 in his 15th attempt. However, the Cars Tour had a very strong showing, 12 of the Cars Tour full-time regular drivers finished in the top 17, Carson Quapple finished second, Jacob Hefner finished third in the event, Mike Looney finished fourth, Mike Looney actually battled up front pretty much all night with Peyton Sellers, he fell back there towards the end in the last 25 laps, Caden Honeycutt finished fifth, Chase Burrow finished sixth, so you had five Cars Tour guys in the top six, couldn't ask for a better show, and I know Jack McNally was very proud of the Cars Tour. Other notables that finished in the top 17, Corey Heim finished ninth, Jonathan Schaefer 10th, Jared Fryer finished 11th, Connor Hall 12th, Bobby McCarty 13th, Carter Langley, who went four laps down, uh, had a flat tire on lap five, fought his way all the way back to a 15th place finish, very strong for young for that youngster. Mason Diaz finished 17th, and then Braden Rogers, uh, Cars Tour Rookie of the Year contender, he actually finished 21st. Another bright side for the Cars Tour, Bobby McCarty, $5,000 richer. He was the fastest qualifier on Friday night, and then Jared Fryer finished second in the Virginia Triple Crown standings. Mason Diaz finished third, so the Cars Tour represented extremely well this past weekend at Martinsville Speedway. They will change gears and they will look forward to Ace Speedway next Friday night for the running of the Pereira Tank Lines 225. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We return. We've got a very special guest. We'll chat with 2022 NASCAR National Champion Cars Tour veteran, Lane Riggs. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered
2: Stickered up, Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40%
0: less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located. 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina call adam resnick 910-540-7157 that's 910-540-7157 for all your furniture needs give them a call furniture for less official furniture supplier of the stickered up podcast follow them on facebook at furniture for less jacksonville practice race
2: Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW Chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW Chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory league. Online at performancecenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400.
3: This is Lane Riggs, 2022 NASCAR Weekly Series National Champion. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast.
1: Green flag back out this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Joining us via the GSX Raps hotline, the 2022 NASCAR Weekly Series National Champion from Bahama, North Carolina, Mr. Lane Riggs. Lane, congratulations and welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast.
3: I appreciate it, Steven. It's good to be back on here. When I'm on here, it's usually because we've done good things. So it's always a pleasure to be on here.
1: Well, we we had you on a couple of months ago, uh, right after you made your truck series debut. Uh, and we talked about the the grind that you had been going through at that point through 2022, racing for a national championship. And we, we offered the invitation that if you won the national championship, we'd have you back on to talk about it. And uh, after the dust settled, uh, a couple weekends at Dominion, Raceway, a little bit of a waiting period there, but uh, you were declared the national champion uh, the Thursday before Martinsville. Um, I know you and I have talked about it off air, but uh, I want you to kind of go back in time and and talk about that phone call and and the emotions uh, once you were once you realized that you'd won the national championship.
3: Yeah, it was the the entire season has been a full roller coaster of emotions. Uh, from the highs and lows, blood, sweat, and tears, sleepless nights. I mean, everybody can imagine what forty some races takes on a toll on everybody, not just myself, but the team. So, um, yeah, we, we we raced at Dominion, and you know, me and Peyton had a very similar season. We were both very successful and uh, seemed to race against each other almost every race. And you know, it came down in the last race, and um, you know, everybody had to do everything they could to try to win the thing and and use all their power to do it, and um, it. it by our calculations, and I think everybody's calculations, we were tied. Um, and uh, we didn't really know what that meant for everybody. Um, Peyton thought he won. I thought, I, mean, I don't I didn't really know, um, just kind of had to wait throughout the week. We know no matter what, it, it's it, in the heat of the moment, you don't really think about the points. You're just trying to go out there and win every single race you're part of, no matter what it takes to do so. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up you know, waiting a long time and, and getting that phone call Wednesday night. And uh, it, it really blew me away. It just uh, full of emotion and tears and such. So uh, just know that all our hard work finally paid off.
1: Well, going into that last weekend, some some things that that occurred during that that weekend, we won't go into them uh, necessarily. But some things that uh, made people scratch their heads, me included, but. Uh, uh, to go into that last weekend, you had a four-point lead and, and, and felt like you were doing what you needed to do. Um, when you left Dominion on Saturday night, tied, um, did you did you start thinking about things that you could have done differently or might have done differently looking back at it now as far as weekends that you may have gone here instead of there? I mean, did you start kind of running those scenarios through your head just in, in case you didn't win?
3: well i mean you can always think man the second race of the season i slipped and finished second that race you know you can always go back and say that but uh you know when it comes down to it i, I tried to win every race i was a part of and i knew if i had to do it over um i would have made all the same moves i would have in in the first place so it uh you know i'm confident in my abilities as a driver and all but you know uh just the whole points deal and, and being tied it um you know nascar did some They pretty much went through the entire season with the fine-tooth comb and looked at every single race, every driver, every aspect of it, and did a final official tallying. And um, we still ended up winning by four points. But turns out something that me nor anybody else knew, um, I didn't know this until I was declared winner, but um, the tiebreaker would have gone to me anyways. Um, okay. I the tiebreaker goes to whoever has maximum the most maximum point wins. Maximum point wins is when you have a full field, and you start outside the top eight, and you end up winning the race. I did that six times this season, and Peyton only did it twice. Right. So turns out we would have won the tiebreaker anyways, which is which is pretty cool to know that no matter if there was an audit or not, and uh, you know, X and out races or not, we would have won the tiebreaker no matter what. So. Uh, if I would have known that Saturday night, we would have been celebrating there in the pits. Uh, <laughs> I wish we would have instead of being in question for so many days. But, um, yeah, it, it was just really tough and glad that we ended up with the cherry on top.
1: A lot of a lot of emotion, um, a lot of I know you've had numerous phone calls, numerous text messages and um you know, I reached out to you Thursday on my way up to martinsville to to congratulate you and um reached out to your dad i know I know your dad's been getting texts and phone calls probably still getting phone calls um what is that what has that been like for you and and have you had anybody unexpected or anybody that's a that may be a bigger name that 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 might surprise somebody that's reached out to you and congratulated you on this national championship
3: well, I, I can't really name anybody specifically, and if I did, I wouldn't want to call them out. But right, it uh, just amazing amount of outreach and and just pouring of you know congratulatory messages and, and phone calls from everybody. Uh, people in the past I have consider myself enemies with that were you know glad to see it happen. So yeah, it uh yeah the best way I could describe it was Thursday afternoon my phone was literally glitching and and I had to charge it three times so oh, it wouldn't wow. die. It was um it was crazy the the amount of pouring of just total media and emotion and people. So, um, you know, thank you to every single one of them and everybody that helped me through the process and uh, you know, people that were behind me, no matter what happened.
1: And, and you were on the entry list, the pre-entry list at, at Martinsville for this past weekend, uh, you and your team elected uh, not to go. Um, wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of let people um, understand the reasoning behind uh, why you, you were at Martinsville, you know, uh, basically, um, being honored as the, the national champion with NASCAR and all, but you, you weren't in the race car. Talk a little bit about the decision not to race at Martinsville this past weekend.
3: Well, the biggest decision is every time I go to the racetrack, I want to bring the best of my equipment with me. I want to have the best shot to win I possibly can. And, you know, we got down to the end of the championship. We had to really use all our resources just to be able to finish this past couple weeks out. Uh, you know, we raced. Uh, I think we raced twice a weekend for the last three weekends of the season. And that's a toll. Uh, we, we used our, our fresh rebuilt Martinsville motor that we were saving for Martinsville. We had to throw it in the car uh, two weeks before uh, the championship was over and run it twice. Uh, the cars are just spread thin. The guys are spread thin on the team. You know, we have an all-volunteer team. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not the <laughs> they're not the youngest, and they, they've been doing it a really long time. And, you know, it's it, it's tiring for me, my schoolwork, um, every aspect of it. I just feel like if we went to Martinsville, um, we wouldn't be a hundred percent and to, to win at Martinsville, you got to be 110%. So, you know, I, I, just decided to, to sit back, let's just watch this race and step out for a year and just bask in the glory of being the champion instead of having to stress and, and spread ourselves even more thin to just try to go to one race.
1: Does that make it more, more, um, rewarding, The fact that you were able to win this national championship, not to say you have limited resources, but like you said, you've got an all-volunteer race team. Uh, You and your dad do the majority of the work as far as setup and all. When you look at some of these additional teams out there in the late model stock car world, the junior motorsports, the Nelson motorsports, the Sellers motorsports, that that all have full-time employees, and that's their job for, you know, 5 days a week, 40 hours a week plus race weekends. Does that make it more rewarding that you you were kind of the guys that the little guy that that made it happen?
3: It did. And, and I really looked at that more when we were in the the questioning phase. You know, I I was content with our season no matter what, just up against what we were with the resources that we had and all the success that we had, no matter if we won or lost. Um, I was just super proud of that and, and everything that we've done this season. So, like I said, winning, it was nothing but a cherry on top, but uh, yeah, just you know, biggest thing is just to thank all the people that have, have helped me. Those volunteer guys, they all work day jobs and, you know, have other lives besides working on race cars every day. And this is nothing but a fun hobby for them. And they, they really dug deep to to make this happen with the long nights and sometimes all nighters just to make stuff happen. So uh, biggest thing is I just wanted to give them guys a break and, yeah. and, you know, my car a break and just try to prepare for these other big races that we had this season.
1: Is there, I, I, I look at all the accomplishments, obviously, 16 wins, 30 top fives, 38 top tens and 43 starts, um, a track championship at South Boston, which I think is that's a pretty prestigious thing and and it's really hard to win track championships, um, Southeast region, uh, regional champion as well. Is there a, is there a night or race that stands out during this, this long grueling championship run, um, that you really can kind of go back to and say that was a special night or that's where I feel like we won the championship.
3: Man, there's, there's a lot of those nights, you know, we had a lot of success at South Boston finally picked up that win at Wake County, which I mean, honestly, I think is what won us in the end. But uh, one that I've talked about all all season long that really sticks with me that not a lot of people know about is the race that we went to Hickory. It was, it was kind of early. I think it was in May or, or June or a little bit before that. But, um, I think Dominion rained out and we, we had to make a quick switch. We went to, to Hickory instead Yeah, and we got there and the second lap in practice we, uh, we blew a right front tire and hit the wall and we, you know, I instantly came in, you know, discouraged, said our day's over. Well, my guys went to work and we pieced it back together. We pretty much set the whole thing back up with the tape measure on the, the concrete pad. They had the, the decently level concrete. The pad most level spot at Hickory. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the one closely level spot at Hickory. Right. And man, I, we, we went out there, and I was like, This thing is gonna suck i got no I got no practice. went out there and qualified on the pole by like a tenth, led every lap of the first race won, inverted back to tenth, got to the lead lap twelve, won the second race, and man, that was a special night like we were down really bad we we didn't think we even had a chance to win a race after hitting hitting the wall right and man, my team worked their tails off. they sweat all day long, and we they really dug deep to get that win so uh, that's actually my, my background on all my computer screens and my lock screen is that victory lane picture in Hickory that night because, you know, that was the night that I really felt like we deserved those wins. Have you
1: and your dad been able to sit down and just kind of reflect on the on the journey that you and he have gone on in this last six months? Because, I mean, obviously you've got those crew guys that are, you know, dedicated to coming to the shop at night and, and being there on race weekends. But but when you put, you know, when it, when you look at the bottom line, it's you and your dad that, that are really working on this thing, quote unquote, full time, trying to make it better. Have you guys had a sit, time to sit down and reflect on, on what this has meant for you guys?
3: Well, not in person. I really hate to say that. You know, um, I, I'm at school at UNC Charlotte right now, and, um, you know, I, I got the news last weekend. And then this past weekend, I, I headed up to Martinsville, and uh, I think dad went and rode his dirt bike on Saturday instead. So nice. he got a little little bit of his aggression out. So, you know, I'm glad he had to have his day off, but, uh, no, I haven't actually seen any of the team or, or family in person yet. Um, I plan on going home this weekend, you know, we were going to race at, uh, at ACE and right. I just got news that it rained out. So, um, you know, this will be a good weekend off. I'm going to try to go home and spend some time with them.
1: That sounds great, man. I, I did want to, uh, I wanted to ask you about your trip to Martinsville this past weekend. Again, you weren't behind the wheel, but, but talk about the experience as the national champion uh, and how you experienced Martinsville as a quote-unquote fan instead of a driver this weekend.
3: Yeah, it was actually really fun. I got to to walk around and talk and uh, no stress and just got to hang out and see people and be a part of something I love. But I actually had the the stresses on my shoulders, and that was really fun. I got to go sit in the, um, the NASCAR um, booth and, and suite up there. I was telling everybody i said they got shrimp cocktail waiting on me up there so I, I got to enjoy that and um you know talk to the representatives at nascar and just watch the race as a fan perspective but uh something pretty cool was you know, down there before the race talking um I talked to dave moody a little bit from mrn radio and yeah. uh, he invited me to come up to the, the mrn booth during the race so oh wow uh, i went i sneaked over there and, and put some headphones on and talked for a little while on air i got to, got to talk with Steve Post and and Dave Moody and Alex Hayden pretty, pretty long time and throughout the whole race. So really cool to be behind the scenes and and do stuff that I normally don't get to do is kind of weird looking down at the track and seeing the guys I normally race with out there racing without me. But uh, it was pretty refreshing at the same time. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Give me your perspective from a, from a broadcast standpoint and and how you watch the race. Uh, Obviously uh, the guy that you raced each and every week for that national championship Ended up getting his first Martinsville clock after 15 attempts. Raced a guy pretty hard, pretty much all night. That you've raced with hard as well. And, and Mike Looney, give us your 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 insight on on what you saw this past Saturday night at Martinsville.
3: Well, the the two cars I had to win the actually the two cars I picked to win the race before, uh, just looking from the heat races, was Carson Quappele and and Peyton Sellers. They they definitely had the two best cars, they were really the only people that were making moves in, in mm-hmm. the heat races. And I, I was able to see that they were coming, they were driving in the corners deeper. They, they rolled the centers by equal and they could come off straighter and lower and harder than anybody. And uh, before the race started, I said, man, those, those cars are going to, one of them two are going to win the race. If nothing bad happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was really cool to see Mike up there and lead a bunch of laps. Uh, I was pulling for him. He was, he had a really fast car, but I, th- I think he burned his stuff up a little bit, but um, you know, it was just, Interesting to see it from that perspective. You could see things that the cars were doing and, and, you know, get to be the fan and wave the hat and, and uh, I don't know, just, just be a true race fan. I feel like I was fully embracing that on Saturday night.
1: Well, if, if you were up as high as I was in the spotter stand, which you probably weren't much lower than we were, isn't it just absolutely crazy watching those guys go into turn one with the different lanes and the different approaches that people have going into turn one. I mean, did, were you able to see that from where your perspective was?
3: I could. You could see people arcing it out, driving in a lot straighter. It was. It's interesting because you know Martinsville, the way they had their suites and their stands set up. It's like you're not looking at the track. You're looking down at the track. Right. It's, it's almost like you had a bird's eye view. You're up so high in the air. Right. So um, it was weird. I felt like I was reading the guys' um, roof numbers over their door numbers. So yeah, um, yeah. It was definitely. You know, I've never been in a spotters booth that high up in the air before. And yeah, I've been in the, the local track, South Boston, Orange County, for a little while and watched. But um, up there, you can definitely get a different perspective on things.
1: Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, uh, from a spotter standpoint, uh, obviously Martinsville uh, superior on the late model side. But you know, it's very, very good look down at the racetrack too when you're at Langley and Dominion, uh, two of those other Virginia racetracks. Talking with Lane Riggs, the twenty twenty two. NASCAR national champion here on Stickered Up. And Lane, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your second truck race uh, at Richmond, a a race that was also a a Saturday night, which basically didn't allow you to go run a couple of those races at Dominion. But uh, I want to kind of recap and talk about that. We had you on the last time and talked about your race at IRP, but wanted to follow up with you on how the Richmond race went.
3: Yeah, it it was a lot different than IRP. You know, IRP was the track that the the truck series hasn't been to in many years and we got almost a full hour of practice. Well, Richmond was a lot different approach. We had one 15 minute session. You could change um, rounds, track bar and Packer only. Right. Um, So I really had to rely on the simulation time. So, you know, IRP, they had a simulation program um, from TRD and the people at Friesen. Um, I got to use the Toyota racing simulator and the track map for IRP um, wasn't correct because it's never been scanned before. It was actually just a representation of their estimations of what the track is. Right. Well, Richmond is a is a cup track, so it's got really good, accurate laser scanned. Um, I did two test sessions on the simulator, both two and a half hours a piece. I think I ran about 150 laps total. But uh it, whatever the setup was when we when I finished on the simulator and I was pretty happy with it they click print and they put it in the truck and that's what I raced. So okay, really unique. You you had to really treat that sim time. I mean, I, I was kind of treating it like a game. Like this is really cool. I'm out here, you know, pretend, but, uh, yeah, you know, I realized how much that really meant. I feel like I left some speed out there on the simulator, just not yeah. knowing the ticks and quite what I needed on the simulator to be good in real life. I think it's what mainly set me apart, but, uh, yeah we had a had a pretty good practice learned a lot about the track the track was exactly like it felt in the simulator everything was spot on just you know testament to trd and and hell Friesen and everybody that that made that happen to me that let me get in there right pretty cool opportunity to do that but uh yeah in qualifying i i knew i had to go out there and, and lay one down so uh, i went out pretty early you know and, and had the best um, points obviously only my second race so i had right. to go out pretty soon and uh, man, I laid down a fast lap. I sat there and kept watching the scoreboard and saw the fast trucks go out there. I mean, really fast trucks. The guys I thought would smoke me, and I was they wouldn't out-qualify me. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I thought for a minute I was going to get the pole. <laughs> <laughs> right there at the very, very end, my teammate got me, and then um, Chandler Smith and, and somebody else got me. Yeah. Um, but, no, really cool just to start the race up there just with those guys that you watch on TV every weekend and be right there in the mix of it. So... Just between the great finish at IRP finishing right there with them all and then starting the race right there up front. Um, you know, we didn't quite finish like I wanted to. The the truck just kinda of faded. Me and Stuart both fought just long run speed, but right um just, just to be there in general, uh, it really made me feel like I deserved to be in the truck series full time next year
1: speaking of the truck series full time next year are you i mean i know you don't have anything official to announce but i but i would be under the impression that you've had some conversations and and trying to work towards that is that a fair assessment
3: it is uh, that that's my main goal right now is i want to be a, a full time professional uh, truck series guy next year that's the that's the entire goal so winning this national championship did nothing but just extremely help my resume um, it's funny. I, I feel like I'm a, I've said it a lot. I'm a 20 year old veteran in the, in late model short track racing. So it, uh, you know, I, I feel like the resume's there and, and I've proved myself in the truck series already. Just need that person to, to take their chance on me, to put me in there full time.
1: Well, you say you're a 20 year old veteran. You are the, also the youngest national champion um, in the NASCAR since they've been doing this at 20 years old. Elaine, bef- also before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about the balance that that you are that you have to do each and every day wanting to be a full-time racer, but you're also in school at UNC Charlotte um, <clears throat> working on a degree. Talk about how difficult or how easy it is to balance the two on a daily basis.
3: It's been really tough. And this past month when school started back up was – the true test of if I could do it or not. And you. Know, during the summer I, I could, I was hands on with my race cars and I, I was, that was my main priorities racing and winning this championship. So, um, you know, school started back and you know, I don't get to see my cars until I show up at the racetrack and right. I get home before race, they're already loaded up in the trailer, ready to go. So my communication with dad and you know, his work alone and just everything is, is what's made the difference in us. And uh, you know, it, it's really hard to just, I'm sitting here, I'm working on, thermodynamics and solid mechanics and all of a sudden oh, wow. I get a call from dad asked about what spring I need to put in the right rear. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just, it's been really tough to be able to flip that mindset and right. have to go, okay, i got to go race car mode. And then right when I hang this phone up, I got to flip it back because this assignment's due in 30 minutes. Right. Uh, it, it's just been really tough to do that. But you know, people ask, how's college life? I say, well, I don't know. I show up and I do work and then I leave. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to parties. I don't, um, I don't get to, have a lot of self enjoyment time. I just uh, had to really, I mean, best word to describe it is grind. I just have to do all my schoolwork from, from Monday to Thursday. I got to do all my classes, do all my homework so I can be totally free for the weekend, fully focused on that race day. So, um, just a lot of hard work and effort that got put into it to be able to do both.
1: Well, now the national championship race is over and, and you've won that, um, you've got a couple of races here lined up on your schedule, um, do you feel like you get to just have fun at these next few races? And let us know, uh, let your fans know where we can expect to see Lane Riggs here over the next four or five weeks.
3: Yeah, this is going to be all fun. And, you know, we're, I, I plan on going to, to Ace Speedway, like I said, this this Friday, but uh looks like the hurricane's going to going to put that on hold for a little while. So uh, next week, I plan on going to the Orange Blossom race at Orange County. I was really looking forward to that. have been to Orange County in a long time, my home track, but it looks like We might be doing double duty. Uh, Might be doing Ace on Friday, Orange County on Saturday. Two ten thousand to win races. So well, I can also um, possibility I'll do both.
1: Let you in a little secret here too. Um, The Orange County and the Cars Tour have have collaborated and. They're going to offer a $500 bonus to anybody that runs both races, whoever has the highest average finish. So there's a little extra money on the table if you decide to do double duty. Just throwing that out Ooh, there.
3: I hear that. That sounds good. That was Me and Dad were just talking about that today. We need a motor. We, we, had, <laughs> we had to pull the motor out. We're trying to find another motor. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing both. Two of my, you know, I, I consider... Orange County, truly my home track, is being closest to us, right? And then right along with with South Boston being my closest NASCAR track, and then you know Ace Speedway has been really good to me throughout the years. Um, Ace and, and South Boston are equal distance from my home, so you know, you know Robert Turner does a great job at Ace and, and Chase at South Boston, and. You know, I'm just I'm glad to be back in Orange County. That's that's where I cut my teeth. I'm, I'm ready to prove myself again.
1: So you got Ace in Orange County potentially next week. Or are there any other races that you guys have penciled in or that you guys have entered um, going throughout the next few weeks that that might be of interest?
3: Well, it's really going to come down to whatever we really want to do. You know, I feel like if we get to the point where we're not ready, uh, we're going to do just like Martinsville. And we're going to sit it out and just yeah. enjoy watching. But uh, I know that we we did sign up for the Thanksgiving Classic later on this season the 50,000 to win it'd be really hard not to go for that one. Yeah. Um and then I I know the Rodney Cook Classic at Ace we're we're definitely going to hit no matter what. So um yeah, just it's it's really hard to think more than you know two weeks in advance right now. Right. We're just going to have fun with it. We we proved ourselves this year. I have nothing to prove to anybody. Uh, I'm just going to go out there and try to get some more trophies to add in my trophy shelf.
1: Lane, before I let you go, it takes a ton of people to get you to the racetrack. And and I want to give you an opportunity, not not only thank the sponsors, but but I want you to thank your crew members by name because I think those guys definitely deserve that recognition uh because they were in the in the trenches with you each and every weekend. Uh but I want to give you an opportunity to thank those
3: folks. Yeah. I mean, down to the crew, the the people that really all made the difference was, you know, me and and Dad, got to thank Robert and Dale, Beefy, uh, Carolyn, Jennifer, the wives of the team. They keep the, they keep us all fed. Um, like I said, all the people that backed us financially, just Purrier Tank Lines and Turner Asphalt and University Ford, Carrington Contractors, Creech Heating and Air. I got they DreamWorks Motorsports, RPM Roll Off Service, Clean Tire Sales, Jacob's Glass Company, United Auto Parts, Storm. So many people that helped us for, throughout the years, and you know, I feel like they've been really loyal to me.
1: Yeah.
3: you know, we finally put them where they deserve. When's the uh, when's the trip to Nashville? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not sure. I think it's in December. I don't even know yet. I, I think it's I think it's in December or January. Okay, it's uh, it's whenever the Cup banquet is. So I get to uh, I get to enjoy all the red carpet glory that the Cup teams do. Well,
1: I I think that's going to be extremely rewarding for for you and uh, and your team, uh, Lane. I can't congratulate you enough, man. I, obviously. Uh, We've been pulling for you on the Cars Tour side from day one um, and and couldn't think of a a finer young man to represent NASCAR as a national champion here in 2022. Best of luck to you next weekend at Ace in Orange County. And, hey, man, go out there and win that race at Ace in the Cars Tour, and we'll have you back on next week, couple weeks.
3: Yes, sir. Sounds good. Like I said, we're just having fun with it and Thank you to everybody that got me to this point. I'm, I'm looking forward to what my future holds. Thank you, Stephen, for having me on the show, too.
1: Absolutely. That's Lane Riggs, your 2022 NASCAR national champion. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment
2: of Stickered Up. We'll come down, Sticker Up, and we'll wrap up this edition. Stickered Up, official podcast to of the Cars Tour.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV. Where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Hit Row TV. Check them out online. HitRow.tv. That's HitRow.tv. Don't change that channel.
2: For custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication, GeoCut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. Geo- GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. GeoCut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut, 434-201-4824. Adam circle performance technologies,
0: video overlays powered by race trains. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every lap. Every car. Every available car. at every car's tour event new for 2022 tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends contact Adam Circle 434-222-8947 that's
2: 434-222-8947 delivery by truck part of the lifeblood of our nation solid rock carriers lagrange north carolina gets the job done specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods and here's an opportunity. Opportunity for you, you can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers, supporting short track racers and industry professionals, and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is
3: Brendan Butterbean Queen, driver to number 03 Old School Video Games, Lee Toyota, and you're listening to Stickered Up.
1: White flag. This edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. I want to thank our guest, 2022 NASCAR National Champion Lane Riggs, for joining us on this edition. We got head to Altima Hall, North Carolina next weekend, the Pereira Tank Lines 225 for the Cars Tour late model stock cars and the pro late models. We'll preview next weekend's event in our next edition of the Stickered Up Podcast want to thank all those folks that helped Stick It Up come to you each and every week. Solid Rock Carriers, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, BST, Pit Road TV, Furniture for Less, GeoCut, and Adam Zirkel Performance Technologies. I also want to thank our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Morgan Patrick, Dave Perkins, for making us sound so good each and every week. That's Checkered Flag on this edition of the Stickered Up podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn.
2: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.